Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Betting, a Sports Garden Network production. We are your source for sports entertainment, incredible sports intelligence. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Believe in Betting. I am Tom Barton on the Sports Garden Network. You guys can go check us out over on Sports Garden Network, Sports Garden G-R-T-E-N, hashtag S-G-N, Sports Garden G-R-T-E-N on all of the social media platforms as well. And guys, it is the draft day special. Look, we're doing it a day early because I want to make sure everybody can kind of get in. And I will tell you, if I would have recorded this two, three days ago, like a lot of people in the industry do, especially the sports betting industry, they would not have the crazy amount of information that has come down in the last 24 hours. And I'm telling you, look, this is this is absolutely nuts this year. The way that social media and the craze of social media has absolutely taken over not only the sports world, but the sports betting world is astonishing. We will get into that. I'm going to get into uh, quite a bit of the conversation of where guys should go. I'm going to be using lines from around the country. Uh, but look, I know that some places in the country, you can't get draft betting lines. I understand that. A lot of guys are going to call me up. Oh, where did you get that? Look, I'm searching, right? I've been searching for a while. There aren't, it's not just a universal kind of thing. You might have to go uh, and and go to the old school routes here, right? You might have to go to an offshore. You might have to go to a local. You might have to go wherever, wherever you go and do it. I'm not saying to go and bet illegally. I'm just saying you might have to go take a drive, maybe to a casino, whatever it might be. It is not as universally spread out and universally bet as it used to be. As a matter of fact, I was talking to my buddy Rob this week, and he said, Tom, you know, I have a I, I have an offshore that has this. Have you seen that anywhere? I said, no. The markets, you just don't see it happening. You can't just pick a name out of a hat and say, okay, give me an over-under. A lot of times it doesn't happen. But I will set the stage uh, early on and tell you what the lines are before I go into what the lines kind of are becoming and really, by the time I end this conversation, what they actually might be. So the first thing I want to do is I want to talk about the Circus Sports. Circus Sports is in Las Vegas, okay? It is basically the premier... Uh, sports book in Las Vegas. I have to tell you, them and the Superbook are just one two to me, and they put out the most draft prop plays that I have seen. So I'm going to read them all off. Some of them are, are subject to change, right? So I'll go over the rest of the show, but I'm going to read them off. I'll give you my thoughts on a few of them. We'll also go over the quarterbacks. We'll go over the key players where I think they're going to land. A guy like B. John Robinson, a guy like Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, all of that. But let's first start off with the initial lines. Okay, so Circus Sports opened up, and we'll, we'll go basically in, in the order that they have them listed on their big board there. Uh, they opened up Will Anderson over under three and a half. If you want over plus 130, under minus 150. It's now four and a half for Will Anderson, who to me is the best player in the draft. To me, Will Anderson is the guy that everybody should be targeting, but I understand the need for a quarterback, and that's why he's kind of falling. It is absurd to me to think that the best player in the draft and Will Anderson is going to drop outside the top five, but that's what the market is kind of showing. Anthony Richardson opened up at four and a half. Over four and a half is minus 305. Under four and a half is plus 255. That has switched a little bit 
on the juice. I've seen a five out there as well. Wilson over under four and a half. Over four and a half is uh, plus one forty. Under four and a half is minus one sixty. And Wilson now has sort of become the guy at number two. People are looking at him at number two. Jalen Carter over under six and a half minus the one fifty. Witherspoon over six and a half. Uh, Miles Murphy out of uh, Clemson, the edge rusher, over 13 and a half. Skoronsky over 10 and a half, which I think you could get a, a decent number on the under. That's about even money. Bijan Robinson, one of the lightning rods of the draft. I think there's a great number set by Circus Sports. 12 and a half. Will Levis opened up. Guys, Will Levis opened up at four and a half. The under was minus 230, okay? Then it went to four. Still, the under was minus 155. I've seen some boards where he's three. Van Ness is over uh, under 11 and a half. Uh, over is minus 250. Parrish, uh, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, Gonzalez here, eight and a half. Jones, 13 and a half. Porter, 18 and a half. Laying a lot of juice there to go to the over. I, 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 man, I, I'll tell you, Porter to me is one of those guys that's completely underrated. Right, 10 and a half, minus 400 to the over there. Dalton Kincaid over 25 and a half. A lot of people think he's better than Meyer, who is sitting at 21 and a half, uh, 200 to the over. Uh, Jackson Smith over 11 and a half. You look at Johnson, 26 and a half. I'm just trying to find the, the, the good ones here. Zay Flowers over 21 and a half, minus 270. I think he, he look, he's got a chance to be a top 20 pick. You're getting 230 back on Zay, Zay Flowers, who I've talked to insiders and believe that he might be the best receiver in the draft. Addison over under 22 and a half, about minus 140 there. Uh, and then Breeze over 28 and a half, basically finding out if it's a first round. Well, uh, we have more stuff here. Hold on. Because they put up a lot of props. Quarterbacks. How many quarterbacks taken in the first round of the draft? Oh, over under four and a half. That's interesting. Oh, look, we know. Uh, yeah, see. Every year, the quarterbacks, the over is always so fantastic. I mean, remember last year, let's go back to last year, Malik Wilson being taken in the first round and people getting all excited about him. Oh, here we go. I, I, I tend to think that it's going to be the under this year. Yeah, we know Stroud. Yeah, we know Young. Yeah, we know Levis. They're going, they're going one, two, three. I'm not totally convinced that Anthony Richardson's going to be like a top 10 pick, but I, I do think he goes in the first round. But I think where he goes in the first round is really going to be dependent. And that means you got to find that fifth quarterback. Right? You have to go out there and you have to kind of go search for that fifth guy in the first round. If Richardson goes in the top 10, you might get that fifth that fifth guy. But if he doesn't go until 20, I don't know if you get that fifth guy. Tight ends over under two and a half, over plus 150, under 270. I, I think Kincaid and Meyer go, and I think that's it. It's a really deep tight end draft, which throws people off here. It's a really deep tight end draft, which means people going, oh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of tight ends taken. There are in like the first two rounds, but a, a team won't use their first round pick on that third tight end if they believe the sixth tight end is kind of just as good. And it is a deep tight end draft. Wide receivers is over three and a half at Circa. I've watched it at three. I jumped all over three. three over three wide receivers, I jumped all over. Like I just said, Flowers, uh, Smith, uh, uh, they're, they're definitely going. And, and I think Addison goes. I mean, those are the three wide receivers I think definitely go. And then you could argue Quinton Johnson. Look, I like even the, I like over the three and a half at even money as well. 
but I like what I laid. Look, I got three at minus 155, and I'll take that all day. Uh, number two pick player in the draft, it opened up with Will Anderson, plus 200, and CJ Stroud, plus 250. Those numbers have shifted all over the place. First uh, player to be drafted, you have matchups of Meyer against Kincaid, which I told you about, right? Notre Dame tight end against Kincaid, the Utah tight end. Uh, Notre Dame tight end minus 140. I'm hearing a lot of chatter that Kincaid could go first. A lot of chatter. Witherspoon against Gonzalez. Witherspoon, to me, is one of the more underrated players in this draft. That that cornerback from Illinois can be a shutdown corner. And I like Gonzalez, but I think he definitely goes. And you're laying almost two to one, but I kind of like that. Uh, Johnson against Skaronsky. You can get plus 115 back with Skaronsky, who I'm seeing people say, hey, maybe we're a little low on him in the draft community. Stroud and Levis are about even money. And that that's amazing to me with all the hype that Levis has gotten here. And then Sanders and Campbell, Sanders minus 180 over Campbell. So you, you can you can certainly find some interesting stuff. Now, as of Wednesday, okay, um, <laughs> which is interesting, as of Wednesday afternoon, Will Anderson is now plus 365 to be the, the number two pick in the draft. But Wilson is plus 250. All of a sudden, Wilson is there. Will Levis, by the way, is about even money. I've seen him uh, minus 120 or even money. So people are starting to buy into the Will Levis situation where there might be a trade coming in. Will Levis, depending on where you're looking, number two pick in the draft, um, I've watched him shoot up the boards at number two. Now, a lot of insiders that I believe and I trust, and listen, if you're going to ask me who's going to be that number two pick, I don't think it's going to be Will Levis. I really don't. I'm going to go and do my mock draft of a couple of spots here early. I have him going number four to Indianapolis. All I keep hearing is that Will Levis to Indianapolis is kind of a match made in heaven. They want him. He wants to go there, right? Levis, I'll I'll go into the quarterbacks in a minute. So let's just continue to talk about this. So Levis now, as of yesterday, by the way, the first pick in the draft, Bryce Young was... Four days ago, Bryce Young was minus 2,000 at BetMGM. Now, off the board. Um, Young then now went down to 1,200 in some spots, but basically off the board. Then, early this morning, you could get Levis at plus 300, Young at minus 550. Why did this all happen? Well, because Vegas is adjusting and the, the odds makers are adjusting to a ridiculous Reddit story. This Reddit story that had two posts before time, two posts before time, and one of them was like a, a movie review, said, well, he knows intimately that Will Levis and his Will Levis' family know that he's being taken number one. So people are going nuts about a Reddit story, guys. Right? I mean, going crazy. And you could actually get Bryce Young at a pretty decent price. So we will get into the quarterbacks in a moment. Um, I, I told you the Anderson trade, depending on where you're looking, it opened it at three and a half, going down to three and a half. I still think he's the best player in the draft. You can't get me to not think that. And again, does that mean he's going to go number two? No, it doesn't. But I sort of like that. And if you shop around and you're you're smart, you can get him to go into the top four picks. And I think he certainly does. The same thing. Well, when you're sitting around and you're talking about a guy like like a Will Levis, um, over four and a half is plus four to one. I think he doesn't get past the Colts. So I, it, it's a matter of kind of finding value here, right? I mean, that's what we're talking about. Tyree Wilson, 
is getting a lot of steam going number two. And I think that makes a, a lot of sense. A lot of sense. So the draft, when you're betting the draft, a lot of it is going to be uh, disinformation. I mean, draft season is disinformation season. We know that. We've talked about it for years. But you have to look at that from a sports betting perspective, right? Don't get caught up in the fervor. Don't get caught up in the craziness. Look, there's not, not many people going to go out there and bet um, Bryce Young at minus 2,000 anyway, right? But now he's sitting at minus 550. If you don't believe the Will Levis story, potentially you could, you could make a little bit of coin on that if you could find it, right? Potentially that now comes down because of the conversation. Maybe that's something that you look at. I'm looking at a, a few things. Like I said, I like the wide receiver over. That is is kind of my best bet. But that's one of the things that we're we're going to be talking about here. Also, yes, it's a quarterback draft, but it doesn't have the pizzazz, right? It doesn't have the, the feel of a huge, great quarterback draft. And we've had this in the past. I was on the air in Las Vegas, and I screamed and yelled at the top of my lungs that Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston would never be stars in this league. And, and that draft, I think people knew that they were good, but that didn't have the same oomph as other drafts, even though they were going to go one, two. A lot of the same thing happened with Carson Wentz and Jared Goff. Now, I was completely right about Jared Goff. I thought he would be a, a solid starter, but nothing more. I was wrong with Carson Wentz, who I thought was going to be a superstar. And he was until he got his injury, but I thought he was going to be a superstar. That draft and the winston Mariota draft had a lot more pizzazz and a lot more oomph and a lot more talk and a lot more conversation than we have right now. And I, I think the reason why is because people just don't buy into these quarterbacks. There was a report that came out today that Caleb Williams would be number one overall with a bullet. Be number one overall with a bullet here. We also have the idea of trades. And that's why it's difficult to get really overly excited. Because when you look at the draft and you look at the, the number and the order of these guys, look, the Texans might trade out, Arizona might trade out. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. Right? I mean, there's a lot going on of where these guys could or should go. So let's give a quick glance at the top four quarterbacks and the top four quarterbacks that are all expected to go in the first round. Anthony Richardson is first up, and I think Richardson got a lot of hype. He got a lot of talk. He's getting uh, people excited about what he could be. I watched him play, though, guys. I'm sorry. He's just not the guy. He's not. I watched him miss open receivers all over the place. Does he have the physical tools? Yes. We are not in a new generation, though, where, well, you know what? He's the only running quarterback. Yeah, he could scramble. Yeah, he could run. But so can almost all of the quarterbacks that are in the draft class. So can almost all the quarterbacks in the NFL at this point, right? We're phasing out the Roethlisbergers, and they're retiring the Mannings and the Bradys and everybody else and the Matt Ryans who can't run. It's a running league. Every quarterback has some kind of mobility. So it's not this new novel thing with Richardson. And he's being treated as if it's a new novel thing with Anthony Richardson. Now, I will say this at the top here. Uh, any quarterback, ever, any player, sure, you can say it about, but any quarterback, this is why we're going to do a, another show before the weekend after the first round is up. But any quarterback that goes into the right system with the right team, with the right coach, has an opportunity to succeed. And any quarterback that might be a, a bad fit or a bad situation, he could get a bad coach and not succeed. A lot of a quarterback's future is how you develop him. So you look at the a perfect example is Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence was my can't-miss prospect. He was the best prospect I've ever watched since Andrew Luck. He was coming out. He was going to be everything. I thought the guy was going to walk on water. I mean, I, I was all over him. Year one, fell on his face. Why? Horrendous coaching. 
but very possibly the worst coaching in the history of the NFL. Urban Meyer was a disaster. That whole, it was a toxic environment. Year two, which now becomes year one, he gets Peterson and the Jacksonville Jaguars look good. They look really good. And, and Lawrence shows sparks of, oh yeah, that's the guy. So it'll just show you, you don't have to go that far to find somebody like that. Anthony Richardson can certainly succeed, sure. But I do think that he's right now the guy that people are hoping he is instead of what he is on film. And what he is on film is a guy that consistently misses open receivers. He's a guy that consistently doesn't read the the field well. He's a guy that I watched every single game this year, and I never walked away saying that's my franchise quarterback. Maybe in a quarterback, you know, needed sort of team. And and if you're in the the late 20s there and you want to get somebody as a backup, all right, maybe. Maybe you're selling. Maybe. Right? A team like Kansas City feels like, oh, I got to go get a backup quarterback for Patrick Mahomes. I don't spend a first-round pick on it, but okay, maybe. I have a hard time with Anthony Richardson as a franchise quarterback. I have a hard time believing that Anthony Richardson, without the perfect situation and the perfect coaching, is anything more than a clipboard holder. I have a hard time with that. So let's go to the other lightning rod right now, and, and the other lightning rod right now is Will Levis. Will Levis is a guy that I like all the intangibles. The dude eats bananas with like the peel on it and stuff, right? He's a weirdo, but, but, but I like the intangibles. He scored really well on the S2 test, which is, yeah, that's important. He's part of the Banning Passing Academy. Maybe not a big deal to you, but that's important. This is what coaching likes. He also played two different pro-style offenses. That means a lot to pro coaches. Forget about the throwing from the knees nonsense and what he can and can't do. The reality is, is that he is what coaches like. He's played different style offenses. He went to the Manning camp. He scored well in the, the S2 test. He is the prototypical size. He's the, that guy. Now, he did play for Kentucky. He did have a hard time, uh, you know, winning jobs in his life. So maybe it's not all there, but coaches tend to like that. And I look at a team like the Colts, and I continue to keep hearing that Will Levis falling is a myth, that the Colts intend to take him at fourth overall if he's there. And it makes sense. It makes sense to me that Will Levis would go there and should go there. I think Will Levis is a good fit at that spot. I don't know if Will Levis is ever going to be a star in this league. I'm not sure. But I think that the Colts would give him a real opportunity with that kind of coaching staff to give him that. Let's go to C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud is the other side of the the coin. We've watched him succeed all over the place. And I don't want to hear any of the conversations. Well, Stroud is worrisome because he had so many weapons. Well, so did Joe Burrow. Okay? And we've watched that. Stroud did have a lot of weapons. But that shouldn't take away from what he did. And before the year, I did my college football preview. I thought that C.J. Stroud would lead an offense to set all-time scoring records. I was a big C.J. Stroud fan. What I saw on tape still says C.J. Stroud can be a very productive player. But I don't like some of the things that the coaches don't like. Reports that Stroud absolutely bombed the S2 test. That's a test you can prepare for and a test you can study for. I've heard multiple reports that he is a hard guy to coach that he does his own thing. He doesn't listen. He's not a leader, for example. And this isn't, you know, the Cleveland Browns and and uh, Kevin Costner, where why didn't they come to your birthday party? Guys like that can just be a guy that relies upon his talent. He also goes to the Manning Academy, according to Brady Quinn, the night before he goes to them and didn't show up to the Manning Academy. And I've watched his, you know, defenders say, so what? It's a Manning Academy, whatever. He didn't go, all right, sure. But if that was the only thing, I wouldn't care. Hard to coach, bombing the test, not showing up at the Manning Academy. It starts to become a guy that did rely upon those 
unbelievable weapons and his own weapons and his own talent, which I don't necessarily love. Young, by the way, should go number one. They're not going to announce it because why give a team an edge? I don't think Young is going to be a star in this league. A good comparison, not size, not body, not playing style, just career-wise, would be Ryan Tannehill to me. Ryan Tannehill is a, a guy that has had a good career. He, gets you, he can win you divisions. He can get you playoffs. He can win playoff games. But you got to put the perfect situation around him. We watched how badly he did with the Dolphins and no success there. He gets to the Titans, good coaching staff, run the ball first, play good defense. Yeah, and all of a sudden, Ryan Tannehill is a guy, he's a borderline pro bowler, and he can win you playoff games and win you the division. I think Young is exactly that. I think Carolina looks at Young like that. I don't think that they're they're looking at him like, oh, cool, we're getting you know Patrick Mahomes. I think that they're looking at Young and saying, he can win us divisions, he can win us playoff games, we have to put people around him. That's my take on those four. I don't see a superstar MVP type of guy in the bunch. Well, that's not a bad thing. I see productive careers, but I don't see a superstar MVP type. For my money, we go back to the best player in the draft is Will Anderson. I know that Jalen Carter has all of uh, the, the sk- skills and mental tools are just not there. So uh, to me, it's Will Anderson with a bullet who's the best player in this draft, which is why I like Will Anderson. If you could get it at the four, you know, being a top five pick just makes sense for me at Will Anderson. I think the Arizona Cardinals are a team that everybody just expects to trade out. I'm hearing that Kyle Murray is lobbying the Cardinals to draft Paris Johnson. He asked them to go get Creed Humphrey. He asked them to go get Tristan Wirfs. They didn't do that. And he's been getting killed back there. So maybe they turn around and they go get a, a, a number one offensive lineman. But I still think there's an opportunity for Will Anderson here. So... I gave you kind of some of my picks and stuff. I'm going to do a quick draft and how I, I think it's going to go. Not how I would go, uh, but I might interject a little bit here. Look, Bryce Young's going number one to me. I, to me, this is not even a question. I think if you could get him at plus 550, I actually believe that's a little that's a little bit of a gift, okay? I, I know um, that that all the hype on the Will Levis and everything else and laying 550 is crazy, but, but look, I think, I think if you could get 550, Bryce Young's going number one. Houston Texans at two. Guys, I just think that Houston's still Houston, right? And it should be Will Anderson here. It should be Will Anderson because he's the best player in the draft. But Houston is a quarterback desperate team. I'm not ruling out a trade here. I actually think that Houston Texans certainly could trade here. I don't think that they're going to take Will Levis. To me, they might be a best team to trade down just a few slots and then turn around and try to take a C.J. Stroud. But... When all is said and done, I think they should take Will Anderson. They are perfectly okay taking a quarterback. I get it, although I think that they have their mindset on Williams next year. So I think they take Texas Tech edge rusher Tyree Wilson. He makes sense there, and the Texans will, the fan base will explode. Arizona, I just see them trading out. It doesn't make a lot of sense. I know that they could go get Will Anderson, but again, you got to build around your franchise quarterback. I get that. Anderson, is currently under two to one, right, to go in the top three. If you could get him in the top five, like I said, there, there are some out there for him. If you get him in the top five, I love it. I do, I love it. I think Anderson should go here, but I do read the reports of how much Kyler Murray wants an offensive lineman. It wouldn't shock me to see an offensive lineman here, but I have to say Will Anderson unless there's a trade, and I do think that Arizona's smart enough. I think Arizona trades out here, okay? They trade out to a Tennessee Titans, to a, an Oakland Raider, well, Las Vegas Raiders, sorry. Wow, Woo. I do I do Vegas radio. People are going to kill me for that. But I think the Raiders trade out, 
Detroit trades out. I don't think that the Cardinals want to fall too far. So I think that they fall far. They still stay inside the top 10 or 11 or so, and they go get their offensive lineman. Somebody moves up to go get a C.J. Stroud. Will Levis goes to the Colts at four. I don't believe the Levis hype. I don't believe the Levis is going number one. I don't believe Levis is going two. I don't believe Levis is shooting up draft boards, but I do believe that he doesn't get past the Indianapolis Colts. Seattle at five could take a quarterback. If C.J. Stroud's there, I would look here. Seattle at five can do that. I also think Jalen Carter is almost one of those guys that just screams Seattle, but I don't think they do that. I believe that they go take Witherspoon. I think that they need a corner, and they go do that. Detroit, here's another spot. They certainly can trade up. They can certainly go get somebody. Here's where you look at Detroit and you go, yeah, I think a corner makes sense as well. Jalen Carter's name is still out there, but I think a corner makes some sense. Las Vegas Raiders, I think they want a cornerback, but with a couple of guys gone, is there any better fit than Jalen Carter and the Las Vegas Raiders? I mean, look, doesn't he just scream the, the Raiders and there's good value there on his on his physical attributes? It's just, can you keep his head on straight? The Raiders taking Anthony Richardson here, I think is a far-fetched thing, and I don't think they should or will take that. Atlanta, look, I'm I'm still a believer that Nolan Smith is the guy. I think Nolan Smith, I would take Nolan Smith over Jalen Carter. But the Atlanta Falcons are building something really interesting. And if you could go get a Bijan, uh, uh, look, look, Bijan Robinson is a player that I don't believe that you should take, uh, you know, running backs in the first 10. I, I just don't. But Bijan Robinson on a team with Drake London, Kyle Pitts, all of a sudden Atlanta is really, really, really looking good and explosive offensively. I like Nolan Smith, but don't rule out Bijan here. The Bears, Parrish Johnson is there. Uh, I, I'm hearing. You know, quite a few names. Uh, Skaronsky makes a little sense. Broderick Jones could be the guy. I think Darnell Wright is their guy. Darnell Wright might be their guy because he can right now go out there and, and play left tackle, right? I mean, he could right now go out there and play left tackle. I think Witherspoon is also a really good play, and I think that, that Witherspoon goes to Philly, who a lot of people wanted to go get Bijan Robinson. Just some other guys uh, of note. I wouldn't put it past Tennessee to move up in the draft, but Tennessee, that could be a spot where they take Anthony Richardson. They do have Malik Willis, though, and they're sort of the same kind of player. Uh, Jackson Smith, look, the Bears might trade down from nine, and if they do, Jackson Smith back with Justin Fields makes a lot of sense. If not, Houston can certainly go out there and get uh, that, that dynamic wide receiver. Maybe they get Stroud and Smith at 212 and put that combination back, and all of a sudden, yeah, they're looking pretty good as well. Uh, Green Bay just lost Brett, uh, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> and now it's Jordan Love, right? They're not going for a quarterback here. They got they have to protect their guy, even though they want defense. Uh, again, a broader Jones makes sense. Uh, Skoronsky, if he's still on the board, or Darnell Wright, if the Bears don't take him there, sure, that makes sense. Uh, going down, down the list, Joey Porter Jr. is an interesting player because I see him a fit for two teams, either Pittsburgh or Baltimore. Don't shoot me, Pittsburgh guys. Uh, if he winds up in Baltimore. But I see him kind of a fit in both of those spots. Jordan Addison is an interesting player. I think the Chargers probably want to add another wide receiver. I think Baltimore could add a wide receiver there, maybe him or Quentin Johnson. I do personally think that Zay Flowers might be the best receiver in this draft class. I I like Zay Flowers immensely. I think the New England Patriots should be grabbing him all day long. But I think that he does fall. And when he falls... You know, you're looking at a team maybe like Minnesota, maybe like the Giants. That could make some sense there. As far as the the wide receiver uh, situation, look, I think three are definitely going four. Yeah, maybe. 
as far as the tight ends, I think that there's only two, and I mentioned that. It's Kincaid and Meyer. I think Dallas certainly can use another tight end, and I think Cincinnati. So if you do have a ticket, you know, of the the, the tight ends, I don't think you're going to get any picks before, like, 25, but you might get them at 26 and 28 back-to-back. This might come real quick back-to-back. So that's going to do it for me, guys. I got to tell you, I am pumped up. I love the draft every year. It is one of my favorite days of the year. I'm going to try to make a little bit of money, but don't go crazy with the draft money, okay? Don't go nuts. There are just a ton of people that are literally paid for disinformation. So try not to buy into it. Stick with what you are thinking. I still think Will Anderson is the best player in the draft. I still think Bryce Young is going number one overall. I don't think Levis gets past four. I think at least three, maybe four wide receivers are taken in the first. I don't think that we see three tight ends. Those are kind of where I'm putting my money. I suggest you guys do the same. I will do another show after the first round to find out where these guys fit, give you a little insight to moving forward. Does it change any lines for me? Does it change any futures? All right, guys, have a very good draft day. We'll be back. And you can bet on that. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.